Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? It's your guy Larry, and you just tuned in to Black Nerds Biblecast. I know it's been a while. I want to apologize. I'll probably end up apologizing again by the time this is over with. But I have been, there's been several things that's been going on. Of course, we've had um, the situations that's been going on, not only the pandemic, but we've also had um, the death of George Floyd, which has really been taking over the news. I've had a lot of deep thoughts about what has been going on with this. I know that this is one of the main things and main topics that's been affecting our nation. And honestly, as believers, as Christians, I want to first and foremost tell you that we really need to keep our nation in prayer, but with prayer also followed up by action. Action means that we need to take a more proactive action about being involved in our voting process and being involved with the things that are going on in our community. This really, the death of George Floyd has really opened up my eyes even to show that we need to really be involved. I mean, all of us, whether you're black or white, if it's affecting your, not just the black community, but it affects everyone as Americans. We got to, when we seen that video, we got to ask ourselves, is this America is this what we are about? If we're not about that, about that, we need to do better. And you know something? Yes, this is talking about the police department as well. Law and justice. Now, unfortunately, the way this happened was not lawful. And we hope and pray still for the Floyd family that they get that they do get justice. But not just that, but change should and will it's supposed to happen after this. It's okay to march. It's okay to protest. But let's protest with with initiatives and with something behind it. Anyways, I'm not going to I'm going to get off my soapbox, but I want to kind of go into the word today. I'll be reading to you out of uh, Acts, the book of Acts in the New Testament from chapter 10. It'll be the whole chapter. And then verse 11, one through I would say I, I think one chapter one. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 11 going to um, verse one all the way to uh, verse 18. So get your Bibles out or your Bible app. I really, really encourage you. If you don't have the Bible app on your phone, definitely, definitely get the Bible app on your phone. So anyways, you have a blessed week and I'll be looking forward to you again to bring in some more word. And uh, until then, sit back and relax and enjoy Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I know it's been a little while since I did a uh, Bible cast. Um, I have done a uh, podcast recently, uh, Black Nurse Podcast. So um, you're more than welcome to listen to that as well. Um, But the Bible cast here, um, it's been about at least almost two weeks now um, since I had a chance to get on here and uh, record a Bible cast. So, um, as you, some of you, or most of you have, uh, are, I'm sure by now are aware of, um, not only, um, the, well, let's just say this, the world is <laughs> the world and the, uh, the United States is really, and has been really going through a change. Um, and, uh, just to, just to kind of say this, I think that understanding everything that has been going on uh ultimately god is ultimately in control god is still in control he's never not been in control of anything um and i want to talk about this a little bit first of all um like i said like i was going to say uh we've we've been going through a pandemic that means that we have encountered a virus that has uh, went from one country from China to another country um, to, from Europe to get the United States. 
Um, as of, I believe, as of this recording now, um, there is over uh, one million uh, people infected with the coronavirus and the spreading of it. Um, also, moreover, uh, goodness, I want to say 50,000 or close to more than that, I think, deaths that has been going on, that has happened in the United States. Um, and, and that's bad. That's really bad. Um, I remember when this started happening, I thought I was in a bad dream. I really didn't, couldn't believe that this was actually really, really actually happening here in the United States. And it has been a thing. It's been a thing because now uh, businesses has been closed down. People have lost jobs. The economy has fallen uh, pretty deep. Um, and lots of people in the hospitals um, been forced to quarantine, been forced to have curfews to where where you know stores are closing early um, a lot of people um, out of fear had been uh, doing extra taking extra um, products from stores toilet paper and things like that to where there's hardly anything on the store shelves when you walk in the stores well to add insult to injury now that was back in uh I want to say that was back in about February, March, April, May. Now we're in a month of June. Since then, um, uh, the government has been asking for now for the businesses to, to reopen. There has been a push for testing uh, for the virus, making sure that we all get tested, make sure we wear masks, make sure we are doing social distancing washing our hands, keeping clean practices to keep the spread of this virus from from spreading even further among all, all Americans here. And so, um, yeah, that's been that's been the major thing that's been going on. Um, and then to add more to this, uh, we we've been we've been having uh a couple of major incidents. One was the killing of Ahmad Arbery, who was a African American man who was jogging. Uh, I want to say in Georgia. I can't remember what part of Georgia it was, but uh, it wasn't Atlanta. It was another another um, another city of Georgia, and uh, was shot and killed by two uh, two white gentlemen. Who were uh, ex? One was an ex police officer and his son. Um, cell phone footage came out on that and found out that he, uh, the the person that was uh, was on uh, was filming it was uh, driving at the time and he was filming the whole thing. Um, the reason why this got leaked out is because I obviously he wanted people. Uh, he wanted it for his, I guess, what he, his bragging rights of it. Uh, the investigation of that case is still going on, but unfortunately, um, this killing happened back in February where no one knew about it until the cell phone footage came out. Then follow, following that was another major, uh, another uh, killing was Breonna Taylor. Um, from what I understand on that one, and I can't remember exactly where that was, but police were um, were called to a house, and there was um, nothing going on in the house. But they they kicked the door in of the house, and her and her boyfriend were there. He uh, got his gun to shoot, thinking that it was intruder coming into his house, and unfortunately, the police shot. Um, Brianna, who was sleeping at the time, of course, woken up, I'm sure, by the all the commotion and was shot and killed. 
So that was another one. Um, and uh, that is still an ongoing investigation on that one. The next one is um, a one that I'm familiar with now. And that is a, a gentleman in Minneapolis, Minnesota, by the name of uh, George Floyd. He was uh, there was a call uh, from a, I guess, a convenience store of a of a uh, forge, I guess, for um, some kind of forge bill, dollar, uh, $10 bill or $20 bill. It's kind of back and forth. Some people are saying $10 bill. It doesn't matter. They said it was a fake dollar bill. Uh, police responded to the call, found uh, George Floyd, um, I guess, in the car, told him to get out of the car. He was no fighting, no resisting arrest, no no uh, back talking to the officers. And uh, they went from uh, putting him, uh, standing him up, according to video footage, um, they show him, they show the police pull him out of the car. They show him standing by the wall, show him sitting down by the wall. By this time, I believe his hands were cuffed. So they had cuffed him while they were standing him up. Come Then the next thing it ended up happening, other officers arrived on the scene. They, some kind of way, they either put him down on the ground, had him laying down, face, face down. The... They had detained him already, but yet they were um, putting their, <clears throat> excuse me, their body weight on onto this man. And the officer that um, the video has made viral all across the country, um, not only all across the country, but now, but by now all across the world, where this police officer was uh, had his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck while he was down while he was down on the ground and while he was handcuffed mind you he was already handcuffed and he held his his body weight of from his knee uh by his knee i should say and had it down for what they said was pretty close to nine minutes to be exact it was eight eight minutes and 40 something seconds so um, as a result of that, there was a huge outcry in the black community, um, huge outcry in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There has been riot, riots and marches and protests, but all the way to uh, riots as in burning, burning buildings, burning businesses, um, looting stores, things like that. There's been a huge amount of civil unrest. This spanned from Minneapolis, Minnesota to other states and other cities across the United States. To say the least, the, the anger and the, and the reaction to this has sparked major, major anger, protests, and uh, lots of what they call civil unrest. So... We've been going through uh, a, a huge time right now. And all the while, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. There has not ever been saying, never has been said that the coronavirus has gone anywhere. People are still in some, some states and cities shelter in place. Some businesses are still not open to full capacity. Some people are not still have not gone back to work. Um, um, there are certain uh, industries like the film industry, like the theaters, they are still not open for business as of yet. Uh, uh, even some of your amusement parks, there are dates set for them to reopen, but as of now, some of them are not open yet. We're heading into the summertime and uh, amidst all this, uh, the heat that's coming, uh, for summer I said all this um, because I wanted to do a special uh, Bible cast and and since I've done some of my my thoughts on this on my podcast I found it um, appropriate for me to speak um, based on my feelings about it most of you should, I'm sure all of you by now know that I am a 
a uh, African American man uh, born and raised here in, in the United States, here in Sacramento, California. Um, I was raised by a mother and father. Both were African-American. My mother was more of a fair, a really fair colored woman. Um, She had, I want to say she was uh, my my great great grandmother that raised her was, I want to say, part French as well. My father more and more darker complected. We were, me and my sister were both raised in a Christian home. Um, I personally cannot remember any uh, specific thing as far as racism was concerned, except for something that my mother had shared with me that when I was a kid that there was some kid I was a kid that didn't want to play with me because of the color of my skin she happened to be working at the school Um, she was a volunteer and she had told this other child that you know uh, and they corrected him or her I think it was him and said and, and pulled out a crayon and said that you know this is black here you know um, I think my mother was at that time she wanted him to know that it was okay for him to play with me uh, knowing that my mom you know she was of a kind of a fair complected woman anyways long story short that was the only experience that I had I had ever experienced um, raised are here right here in California on the west coast so I didn't have the experience of racism that a lot of people had, even here, even in here in California, nor in back south. I know that there's a difference of of individuals that how they treat you back south than they do in the west West Coast area. But I've come to a place in my life where I understood as I got older that racism does happen and and it is existing. And seeing all the different images on TV, whether they have been from Eric Garner to uh, Fernando Castile um, through uh, uh, Stefan Stephon Clark here in Sacramento. Uh, there has been so many situations uh, that has been that has happened where um, people of color has been targeted. Um, to the point where I myself am um, still, even myself, afraid of, say, a, a police that might, you know, be behind me. Um, not sure exactly what they would do. I really think that it, it's really um, has an effect on a lot of us. Um, being uh, an African American in this country, it, it's it's more. It, it is more than just you being different. You're treated differently, and you're treated differently in a negative way. You're treated differently in a subliminal, subliminal way. In a way, because people, whether they're well-intentioned people. They they seem to try to go out of their way to make sure that they're doing things for you because of the color of your skin. I've witnessed that. I've seen that. Um, they want to hire you because of your, your color of your skin, too. And even though that is good that you get a job, it's good that you get a promotion. But there's always some kind of a hidden agenda behind it as to why you get that promotion or why you're hired in that company that is predominantly white, Caucasian. So that's one issue. But back to the issue with the police brutality and the um, the violence that we're that we're seeing. Um, this, I would say, immediately has to stop. 
it has to stop um, in a lot of ways. It has to stop. And and mind you, this has been going on since the early 60s, late 60s. Um, we've lost um, a lot of great, we've lost a few great leaders, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, to, to violence, to uh, being shot and killed. And I'm not uh, trying to, you know, separate the from anyone else getting shot and killed. I mean, John F. Kennedy was shot and killed around that time, and so was his brother. Anyone that seems to be that stands up in this country when it comes to uh, uh, equality, there has been death that follows it. Um, my ancestors, some of your ancestors, some of your uh, people, some of our people uh, back in the 60s, they marched, they protested against the uh, the unequality when it comes to voting, when it comes to being a part of the Constitution. Now, don't get me wrong, we've made strides, you know, black senators, black doctors and black lawyers, um, black CEOs of companies now. Even now, we've had our first black president. But even though we have achieved these things, even though we're in spaces that are, are more professional, we still are looked at with critique and we have some kind of critique about us um, even th- I would even argue to say about the president of the United States at the time Barack Obama who I feel that because he was the only African American man um, almost in the White House I believe that he also uh, had more uh, resistance from from people that did not like him in there, not just because of his party, his being Democrat, it doesn't matter. I think it was mainly because uh, some of it had to do with the color of his skin. So, what what to say about all this? Uh, and because it's the Bible cast, I want to kind of uh, read you some of this stuff um, in the Bible about. What examples that the Bible talks about when it comes to um, racial race relations? Um, We're going to take a break and, and we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, so welcome back. So, um, I wanted to kind of find what the, what the scriptures say about, um, examples of race relations and pretty much how, um, you know, just an example of how things had, had changed at that time. Um, you know, you know, this is like at a different area, different era, you know, the Bible was written a long time ago. And one of the the passages that I found in the book of Acts that um, was really interesting, this was um, a story about a man named Cornelius who um, calls for Peter. Peter was one of the uh, disciples that followed Jesus in his day. This was this story takes place after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. Now, um, of course, you know, that's when the, the church or they considered the early church at that time, um, began to take shape. And, um, people at that time, they began to, they were, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So the day of Pentecost had already happened. And so at this time, you know, this is where this is a, a kind of a brief story about how everyone um, began to get filled with the Holy Spirit. The other part of this this here message, though, or this um, passage that I'm reading from, um, really talks about 
the you know how God doesn't show any partiality whether you are a Jew or whether you are a Gentile and just just kind of give you some background Gentiles are were considered people who weren't um, considered of the faith or considered a Jewish ascent um, so they weren't you know, like the covenant one, so to speak, when Jesus came, you know, it was kind of known that they were considered um, ones that were covenant uh, to the salvation of Christ. And so this here passage that I'm going to read to you real quick has to do with um, the Holy Spirit, which is God um, in, in the Holy Spirit form, actually um, um, uh, basically baptizing those people who were of the Gentiles. So let's go ahead and read from, um, I'm going to find, I found this verse or this passage in Acts um, chapter 10. And uh, we'll just kind of go along and we'll kind of read as we go. Okay. So it's Acts chapter 10, verse one. So in Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a, a captain of Italian regiment. He was a devout, uh, God-fearing man, as, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor, and he prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. An angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them, what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. Peter visits the next passage is Peter visits Cornelius. So verse nine, the next day as Cornelius messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on a flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was, he was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat, eat them. Verse 14 says, No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to, to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could this vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house standing outside the gate. They asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man who you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all of the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relative, relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the, his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up. I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went outside, or went inside, excuse me, where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know, it is against the law for against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or or to associate with you. 
But God has shown me that I should no longer think as anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you, you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house. About the same time, this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly a man in dazzling, dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear a message the Lord has given you. Okay, so the Gentiles hear the good news. Verse 34, then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of, of good news for pe people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who, who is Lord of all. You know what you know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with, the, with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear not to the general public, but to us whom God has chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to, to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all prophets testified about, saying that, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their, their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying this, these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues, praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to these being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus afterwards. Uh, afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Soon, the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But Peter arrived back in Jerusalem. The Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of the Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles, and birds. I heard a voice that says, Peter, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish leader, Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. 
This happened three times before the sheet was sheet and all it contained was pulled back up into heaven. Just then three men who had been from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers were accompanied here accompanied me and we soon entered the house, the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and everyone in your household will can be saved. So I began as I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as the just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's word when he said, John baptized with, with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? Then the others heard this and they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Wow. So, guys, what do you think about that? So real quickly, we can see now that even in the Bible, God, he doesn't show any partiality. He shows in starting at the beginning and in uh, chapter 10 that we're seeing here how um, the dream came to Peter or the vision. First, actually going back to Cornelius, Cornelius being a God fearing man. It is it, it describes him as a God fearing man, and he was a man of 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 authority of a, an Italian regiment. It says, okay. And the cool thing about this was he is as, as was everyone in his household. So in other words, he was a God fearing man. His family was God fearing, so everyone in his household, and he gave generously to the poor, poor and he prayed regularly to God. Now, this here is amazing because, again, we're seeing that this man was not a Jew. OK, so then he has a he uh, then the next, you know, Peter has a, a vision or actually this man around three o'clock had a vision, it says, in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. So Cornelius stared at him. He was, of course, afraid. Most of the time when we read about angels in the Bible, you know. Again, because we're not used to seeing an angel, we're afraid. And that's why a lot of times you see many examples throughout the Bible from the time of Mary and Joseph, from even before that, when the angel appears, you know, a lot of people are, that's pretty much the reaction and they have to tell them, do not be afraid. And that's the same with this here. You know, it was time for Cornelius to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He was given, he, he was doing all everything that he wanted to do. In other words, one that was pleasing to God. He was given to the poor. He was praying regularly. He was God fearing. So only thing was, was that he needed to be filled with the Holy spirit. So what did he do? He, you, this is a, an example of how God did two things at the same time. Sometimes we wonder sometimes in our lives, can God multitask? Well, of course he can. We see this in the Bible. We see that he sends a vision to Cornelius, speaks to him, sets that up so that he can go and talk to Peter while he's giving him instructions to eventually go to Peter or or go to Joppa. Right. Then summon a man named Simon Peter. Peter is also visited by um, before uh, before the uh, before Cornelius gets to him. Then Peter gets uh, a vision that says here about a vision of of unclean, basically unclean um, animals that you see on a on like a, a, a sheet that comes down. It says all sorts of animals and reptiles and birds. Then a voice says to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Now, we know, according to this, we know that Peter 
it was a Jew and there were certain things that in the Jewish custom that they weren't allowed to eat according to their biblical standards. And so this was setting up for him to receive Cornelius. Cornelius not being a Jewish man. So that was a setup. That was him getting him prepared. The Lord was getting Peter prepared to see this man. So it was pretty awesome to see how he was given instructions, prepared to get the instructions so that he can go ahead and basically pray with Cornelius, give him not only that, but, but tell him about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay. This is amazing. So hold on in there. We're going to, we're going to be right back. Um, we're going to take a little bit of break and give you time to hear this commercial about anchor. Okay, you still there? Well, welcome back. Let's get back into this. And we're going to close this out a little bit. So before that, so let's finish talking about this before we end it today. So we see here that not only did, um, like I said, that uh, Cornelius come to Peter, but Peter was, like I said, set up by a vision. The vision showed unclean animals that by their custom, they weren't allowed to eat. And this was a setup in order for him to meet Cornelius, who, again, was different than him. And so the good thing about it is he preached, Peter preached the good news to Cornelius, you know, shared with him the gospel. OK, and it's funny because as we read in verse 34, Peter replied, he says, I see very clearly that God is, God shows no favoritism in every nation. He accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for people, for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is our, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with with power and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, this is amazing. So with all that going on with Jesus, you know, after after John talked about the baptism by water for people to repent, turn from their sins. Then you had Jesus that came on the scene right after that. Jesus began to start his ministry and with his ministry, he talks about the kingdom of God. He talks about basically the Beatitudes and all the other things that follow the kingdom of God. His power followed with signs and wonders the healings and things like that. Raising of the dead, you know, all kind of things that only Jesus Christ would would follow after. As things began to to progress. He, he he gets crucified, but remember, he's crucified for all men, not just Jews, not just Jews, but to Gentiles, too. And that's the message of this. The message is that the fact that, number one, the gospel is for all men, no matter what what background, no matter what culture, what what no matter what color. God is not he don't limit himself to who. Is who he's given to or who the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to. So this is a pretty amazing thing. And the reason why I wanted to read this today, because in our world today, we 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 have a lot of things that's going on in our world today. We have, you know, police uh, brutality, but we also have just differences in what we care about. I, I had a problem in the very beginning of the George Floyd murders when when this was exposed and began to show this on television and the videos began to come out and more people was like, you know, the outcry in the beginning for me, I was I was not just disgusted and hurt and even angered about what I seen, but I began to also look across the aisle to my other words, my white brothers and sisters. 
people that are even Christians that I knew that were white evangelical Christians, how come they weren't crying out? How come this wasn't an offense to them? This was not just an offense for black people. This was an offense on all, all human humanity. This was not a black or white issue. This, I mean, this is not just a black issue, but this was a white issue. This is an American issue. This is not even a political issue, whether you're Democrat or Republican. So in the beginning, I really was at that point in my mindset. That's where I was at. We all need to be crying. I got crying out against this injustice. Now, like I said, I look for an example of how God sees us. And remember, I'm not sure who my audience is out there that is listening to this. But if you're white, God loves you. He accepts you. He's, he sees you just like he sees me. I'm a black man and you're, you might be a white man or white woman. It doesn't matter. But God sees us the one in the same. There will not be in heaven a black heaven or a white heaven. When we die and we leave this, this life, we're all going to go to heaven and we will all be one family. There's always debates on what color Jesus was or his ethnicity, his background, things like that. And that's okay if you want to debate that. But to me, even if he comes out that, yes, Jesus is of dark and complexion, the bottom line is, is that he died for every single one of us, whether we are darker skin or lighter skin or whether we have short hair, long hair, whether we're Jewish or Gentile, it doesn't matter. Remember this, Jesus loves us just the same. When we was kids in our church, we used to sing this song about Jesus loved the little children of the world. The little children of the world. And the and the court that was the course. And we would also follow it up with red and yellow, black and white. We are all precious in his sight. That was what I grew up understanding even as a child even coming up in church there was no message saying in church that i grew up under that we need to separate ourselves from whether they're white or whether they're black or whether they're asian or hispanic or whether they're even a baptist or pentecostal because we did have you know we had our denominations at that time but we got to remember at some point that god does not show uh favoritism and it doesn't show impartiality whether you're a male or female whether you're a man i mean whether you're black or white or whatever culture whether you're young or old god loves you just the same and with that being said does god want justice yes he wants justice where does come from racism prejudice all this hatred among people on earth this is of the devil. It's evil. It's not of God. And at some point, we as a people on earth, we got to get that get to that point. I heard somebody on on the news one time and spoke this and they said, you know, we have to learn to respect one another. And I think and I agree with that statement, because if you show respect and love each other the way we're supposed to. We, we should show respect to one another. A lot of things that we see, a lot of the cruel things, a lot of the evil things that is happening, whether it be from law enforcement or anything, would not happen. At this point, I pray that things will change. This was such an outcry in our, in our world today. We had, so far in 2020, we had a pandemic, which... That didn't show no kind of partiality. It affected you whether you're black or white or whatever culture you're in or in every country and every continent. At the same time, some of us, yes, blacks were more affected because of our health conditions and 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 the lack of lack of uh, uh, insurance and things that we have access to. It. That's just a judgment on, on America as far as I'm concerned. The United States have to do better. Why are we called the United States? We're supposed to be united. We're supposed to not be divided. We have, unfortunately, someone in office that is dividing us. 
And you know what? If as a Christian, we're supposed to pray. And you know what? I have no hesitation not to pray for this president. Reason why? Because God holds him accountable, just as we should too. If you're a leader and you're in that office, you know what? God holds you to the highest accountability as well. There's times where there's an incident where he stood in front of a church holding up a Bible. And someone also at George Floyd's funeral has said, hopefully he reads that Bible. I'm not here to judge that man as far as whether he reads it or not. But if you're going to stand in front of a church and be the president of the law and order president holding up a Bible, I hope and pray that God is giving you orders to do what you're supposed to do. But it's supposed to be fair and equal with all people in this country. Listen, I know I'm not going to continue on talking about this issue and this incident, but I am going to continue to give, 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 um, you know, give shine a light to things that are unfair, but how God sees it. And remember this, God shows no favoritism. He loves us. He loves you just like he loves me. Remember, if you remember like I do, the the hymn, what we sang, like I said, Jesus loves the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. We are all precious in his sight. So I want to leave you with that. Hopefully you would think about this. And as we see one another, let's love one another. The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is not just a weak word of just affection. No, it's of respect. If you love your neighbor as yourself, guess what? You're also doing what God wants you to do. So please don't look down on any man or any woman, whether they're black or white. Or whether whatever color skin they are or whatever culture they are. Yes, we all do it. And I'm not going to say that I haven't. I have to. And I ask God to help me. Help me to not see people as either less than me or inferior to me as well. Because we're all imperfect. And we all need God's grace. We need to show more grace to one another as it is. So that's about all I have. Until then, and oh, and before I forget, I want to issue an apology for the lateness of this podcast. One, I was I have been moving, so not an excuse, it's just facts. Okay. The second thing is um the Lord has really blessed me. So he's continuing to bless me, and I'll give you more details as to how things are progressing in my life. But keep me in prayer keep my family in prayer as well so until then i love you guys you guys stay safe stay prayerful for this country because there's many things that the lord is moving and he's bringing to our attention the church i hope you guys are standing strong with one another i don't care whether you're the black church or whether you're the you're the white church or anywhere in between that we need to love one another. We need to preach the gospel, the true gospel. That is not that's not a gospel that shows favoritism or impartiality. All right. Hey, you guys have a blessed week and I'll be talking to you soon.